Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello. And welcome back to the Weight Loss Podcast. I am Courtney, and here with me is Matt, as always. Excited to be here, as per usual. As per usual. Today, we are going to be talking about fake-away foods. A favourite. Yes. A favourite of mine, a favourite of ours. Yes. So, Matt, let's kick off with what are fake-away foods? Well, if if you don't know, let's start with a, a basic definition. It's... Trend of making healthier, lower cost, takeaway style food at home rather than buying it from a food outlet, takeaway store, things like that. Mm. And we're big fans. We are. It's, I'm not sure if I'm going to use, the first word that came to mind was trend, but this is more than a trend. Yes. For us, this is, this is, the, this is what we do. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. it's, it's definitely become just part of our normal weeks. Mm. Um, I think when it, it's a big thing to discuss with with eating out, um, I know that years ago, I, I I think I can comfortably say we, Matt, um, both of us would have eaten out for the sake of the food. <clears throat> yeah. So when... We were trying, like definitely when I was younger, when the thought of having takeaway food was less about who I was eating it with and what the maybe the occasion was or what what it meant and it became more about the actual food that I wanted to eat. It was an excuse to eat the food that I wanted. Um, whereas Which for a lot, of, a lot of times, including us, would come after gym sessions. Yeah, yep. Oh, well, I've worked out. Let's, you know. I can I can now go and have I deserve this. this. I deserve this. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And now I think <clears throat> I can safely say that we're at a point where we eat out, not that often, but we still definitely eat out. For us, it's about the social aspect of being together. So mm. we're either Matt and I will deliberately have a a date night or a date day where we go out and do something together and then while we're out, we just happen to then include food or eating something while we're out together. Or sometimes we'll plan to go somewhere for our next sort of date night. Yeah, we'll sort of look into maybe like a really nice restaurant that we'd like to try Mm. or um, a different style of cuisine that we've never tried before or something like that. So there's a bit more thought and preparation that goes into it. Um, Or we're celebrating with family. Maybe it's somebody's birthday or... Something's happened that involves us going out for that. So we don't definitely don't shy away from going out. I definitely would not encourage anybody from shying away from eating out. Um, there's definitely different levels of eating out. So, you know, you've got your base takeaway option level of, say, McDonald's, which is pretty universal, like worldwide has McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and then you go up from there, basically. Mm. So... Um, when I talk about how we still do go out, but it's less about the food, Matt and I never eat McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know the last time I ate McDonald's. Um, KFC, 
any of those other style of takeaway foods. Yeah, the the usual suspects that usually usually will have a drive through. Yes, I yeah, not sure what they do there at those places anymore. No, we don't eat those. I don't. I honestly don't remember last time we ate those. It's also we don't eat those. It's not so much like oh, we force ourselves not to do it. There's no desire. The, I know if I had like if I just went and just rolled through into McDonald's, I'd be paying for it for the next couple of days just with how my my body would react to that type of food now. Yeah, well, I would be the same because I don't eat gluten. Yeah, and. I don't eat dairy, yeah. and these style of um, food outlets don't give much choice in those areas. No. So um, they're all about convenience and quick food. Mm. So usually they don't have a lot of variation in the uh, in the foods that they're offering. Yep. Um, so that's just sort of to give a bit of a background also about why this important this topic is important to a lot of people because it comes back to not only alternatives for food but it is it does also come back to your relationship with food Mm. and your relationship of why you know if you are someone who eats out a lot if you are someone who has a lot of takeaway it's really just about not necessarily only about finding a alternative but it's also discovering and asking yourself the question of uh, why is it because i'm going out with people or is because it's an excuse to eat the food Mm. So I think really getting down to the bottom of that sort of thing is is really helpful. Well, that's where we talk about with clients, you know, using classic examples, using exercise as a trade-off. Yeah. So, hey, like you said before, Courtney, I deserve this. Yeah, I, I definitely would have said that to myself several times in the past. Oh, I've, I've been guilty more times than I can count. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, Well, I think it's worth also sort of illustrating with us, like, yeah, we do still eat out occasionally from what i've noticed with our behavior i think we average maybe once a fortnight mm. and we seem that seems pretty doable for us so for us eating out is a bonus it's not a staple yeah where previously i know for me obviously before we met especially before we met eating out was definitely a staple for me like i ate out every day yeah. Every day had fast food. Yes. Of some kind. Because obviously, I, you know, what the hell's meal prep? I got no idea, had no idea what that was. Oh, I was the same. Mm. I, I never meal prepped. And, you know, I had a job early days where I was on the road a lot. So I mm. didn't meal prep and I would just stop off and get takeaway well, while I was the, out and about. That's where the drive through is so appealing, isn't it? Yeah. Like you're, you're hungry, you're, you're busy, and it's like, oh, well, within five minutes I can have that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So what are the let's look at fake away foods. What are the pros? What are the benefits to actually investing time and energy into this? Because I I'm at the stage now with what we do, I think fake away is a skill. And like any skill it requires practice because you can't expect to have you know, have a crack at making some some sort of fake away recipe and nailing it first time out. No, no. So I think, as you said at the, at the top of the show, the whole idea about fakeaway foods is recreating some of your favourite styles of foods mm. at home. So let's talk about benefits of this. So I think one of the biggest benefits would be just the value for money. I would say equally number one. 
yeah. benefit is value for money. What do we mean by value for money? So we can we can agree that eating out is certainly not getting cheaper. No. <laughs> the cost of getting a couple of burgers is not going down. No. So I gave Courtney an example before we hit the record button. So we had we had burgers out and it was two two burgers and two two different types of chips to share. Yeah. It was not from a McDonald's or a KFC. It was from a different um, burger outlet. Burger outlet. I don't know whether they're worldwide, but um, they're, they're, they're Australian. Yeah, and we won't mention them because they don't sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fifty dollars Australian, and that got us two burgers and two chips. Yep. And I said to Courtney, "How many? How many would we get?" If we took that same $50 and applied it to doing the same thing at home, which we have done a number of times, making our homemade burgers and then having the oven roasted sweet potato chips that you so brilliantly make, Courtney, immediately we knew we would get, what, triple the amount of food from the same money spent. Yeah. That's why we talk about value for money. Your money can go further, first and foremost. Yeah. You can usually also make extras, so then you've got maybe lunch for the next day. Well, that's what I mean. Like the that. same the same yeah. amount of money that can go into X meal takeaway, put that same amount of money into fake away at home, it's gonna go a lot further. Yeah. And you're gonna get so it's not just you're not gonna get just for one for one sitting. You might get it for the next couple of days. Yeah, exactly. And I think that um I would also also use the ingredients into other things. So we've oh, yeah. had it before where we've had burgers at home and I've bought the ingredients for that. But usually I will cook up more than just two burger patties. So Absolutely. if I'm going to make my own, I would still make more than two. If I was going to buy a packet of them, then they usually come in a packet of, say, six or something like that. The mm-hmm. lean ones that we buy tend to come in a packet of six. So I would cook them all up. So then the next day, sometimes then I would have, great, I've got burgers already cooked to have with my salad for lunch. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to make more of the same the same meal. You repurpose. You can these repurpose the yeah. ingredients into other things. Mm. So that way it's definitely a great value for also your time and effort to put it together because mm. to me it it's better value that you get more out of it also. Um I think the next big big um benefit benefit is just the new the nutritional value of the food. I this is why I have it equal with yeah, value for equal money first. <laughs> because it's yeah like one A and one B. Yeah. So as a way to increase the nutritional quality of foods, you look at. I mean, we talk about let's let let's go straight to the bottom of the barrel. We'll talk about what you get at our friends at, at Macca's, or just a cheeseburger or a a quarter pounder or something like that and then compare it to what you can make at home where you can just load up with extra extra vitamins, minerals, nutrients to just buff up the quality of what you're having. I, I can't split that with value for money. Yeah. Just knowing that, just from my personal perspective, is like, well, okay, 
I just thought I love I love hamburgers. Yeah. Like, hence why we we open with hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> but just knowing that I can then increase the nutritional quality of my favorite bonus foods without having to cut them or remove them is a gigantic win. Yeah. So I think that's that's equally the number one. Yep. Along with value for money. The other another benefit, Courtney, is being able to tailor to personal tastes and personal preferences. So you mentioned, Courtney, gluten-free. Yes. You mentioned <clears throat> dairy-free. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I prefer, for me personally, I prefer to go gluten-free when I can just because it sits better. Mm. As I've gotten older and I've become more sort of familiar with my body and how it responds to certain things, like it's just gluten and me don't get on very well. Yeah. You know, so when I have gluten free, like I'm, you know, I'm not a silly, I'm not celiac or anything like that, but just going gluten free just feels better, sits better in my stomach. And that's the same with you, Courtney. Like with you though, gluten and you really has a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a few um, foods groups that I have stopped eating over the years Call because I've realized that they don't agree with my tummy. Which are? Um, the two biggest ones are gluten and dairy. Yeah. Um, but then I also don't eat onion or garlic as well. Um, I also don't eat beans, so legume, beans. Yeah. Um, that They're probably the biggest ones for me. Um, and it's obviously a lot easier. When you go out these days, a lot of places, especially cafes and general restaurants, not necessarily fast food, but when you're talking about um, – Restaurants and and cafes, a lot of them are now more tailored to um, dietary requirements, which is fantastic. But obviously it goes without saying that if you're buying your own ingredients or you're making your own food, you can control that even more. So when you go out, there's definitely a bit of an uncontrollable sense of what is going to sit well with you, what your your preferences are. Especially when it comes to the the fast food options, there's they, they're very non-existent because obviously in the name it's fast food. They don't want a lot of alterations to their food because it doesn't become as fast. Well, it's a conveyor belt, but keep in mind as well, going a little bit deeper with things like cafes and restaurants, where yes, a lot of them now do have some pretty impressive options for making things gluten free, for example, or dairy free, whatnot. That being said, you still can't control the kitchen. You still can't control what was cooked in their pan previously. No. Or what may have splashed out of the pan next to it. Yes. Where in your own home environment, like you are, as they said in Seinfeld, master of your domain. Yes. You're in, you're in complete control of that. And that can make a difference as well. Like you know, you know the environment. It's being cooked in. You're in full control of the ingredients. You know what was cooked in there last because you live there. Yes. It's just a, that complete control of the, the environment, which helps a lot. And so just being able to tailor your own sort of fakeaway foods to suit your tastes and your preferences of, you know, for those of us with – and most of us do have sensitive tummies to some things. Yeah. Sometimes you won't know this until you start to make better choices. Yes. Like for me – I used to think I could eat anything, but I used to think I could eat anything because I didn't know what it was like to eat real food. Mm. And then when I made the transition over to having more real foods and getting away from a lot of processed shit 
you know, for me, wheat-based carbohydrates, they hate my guts, literally yes. hate my guts. And I didn't know I had issues with that until I actually made better choices. Yes. So just having that ability to customise goes a long way. Yep. But also I tend to find as well, we talk about, you know, increasing nutritional quality of these takeaway foods and also you know, tailoring to personal tastes, being able to experiment. Mm. Like what if I add this? What if I add that? Yeah. What if I have hot and cold mixed together? So good. Yes. I I don't agree. But, yes, there are a lot of different um, things that you can try. Another, another benefit, though, talk about benefits of fake-away foods, calorie controlled. Yes. So, you know, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, for, for those of you that count calories, like, you know, stop. We don't count calories, but we do we do – talk about and we do teach with our clients Courtney calorie awareness yes which is what we've been taught ourselves a good calorie awareness exercise as you start to sort of delve into into fake away foods is just doing a head-to-head comparison of you know the the calories the protein the carbs the sugar the stuff you see on on ingredients labels mm-hmm. of what you could buy from a store or from a, a takeaway shop, or whatever it might be, versus what you make yourself. Yeah. And especially I tend to notice with a lot of fake-away comparisons that I've done, just the comparison of fat and saturated fats and whatnot and sugars is just out of control. Mm. The way you can you can sort of lower these these compounds or these ingredients. In, in your fake-away foods is kind of shocking once yeah. you start to be able to sort of eyeball the differences. So I think between between that and what we've mentioned above with, you know, value for money, increasing nutritional quality, like there's a lot of benefits here. And I think as well another huge benefit, Courtney, is that moving into fake-away foods, especially for those of us and Obviously, that's why you're listening to this podcast. You have an interest in healthy lifestyles, mm-hmm. improving your habits, you know, looking, functioning, and feeling better. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a logical progression for people that you know, are, are working to improve their lifestyle with this without feeling like you're restricting yourself, without feeling like you have to cut. Because mm. it is a common mentality. And we've all been there. We all know what this is like. When you start something new, we all start on Monday. We think to ourselves, righto, starting on Monday, I can't have this and I can't have that. Yeah. And then within a week and a half, like, I hate life. Yes. This, no. That, that, that's just, no, that's not, does not have to be that way. No. There has to be some sort of happy medium here. Mm. And for a lot of people, as they grow into this, getting more into fake-away foods and investing that time into learning what they can do for themselves at home, it's a great progression Yeah, with this. And really being able to go, well, you look at you and I, Courtney, we can look at each other and say, we don't need to cut burgers. We don't need to cut pizza. We can still have it. We, for the most part, will have our own. Mm. I don't feel restricted. I don't feel deprived. Do you? No. I know, I'll speak for me personally. I'm at the stage where, 
nine times out of ten, I prefer the fake away foods that we make here at home to anything I can get elsewhere. Yes. So, speaking of preferring the fake away foods that we make here at home, what do we make here at home? Let's dive into this because we've written a list out of our, our personal favorite fake away options. This is a chunky list. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's plenty more, but this is just what we came up off the top of our head. Well, the first ones that come off the top of your head usually will be your favourites. Yes, so um, homemade pizzas, obviously, is the first one. So we tend to, we've alternated with those Hawaiian pocket pizzas Mm -hmm. and the ones that you've made, Courtney, with the cauliflower base. Yes. Now, speaking personally, Matt loves Hawaiian pizzas because Matt thinks pineapple is the best. Mm. And so anything with pineapple, let's go. Yes. But, yeah, good old-fashioned Hawaiian pizza is my personal favourite. Mm-hmm. So we obviously spoke about burgers, so homemade burgers. I mean, it goes without saying. But also we, we also do the homemade burgers and homemade wraps. Yes. Yes. As Alternate well. it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a burger bun. Sometimes wraps are better because it just sits better with us, like in terms of that processed... Carbohydrate. Well, I'm at the stage where even for me now, I'll have homemade wraps and we'll have wraps more than burgers. Burgers yeah. now and then, but yeah, they are even even a quality gluten free bun that we would have here at home. Like it's, it's heavy. It does. It, it does sit heavy a lot yeah. of the time. So that's all about. Also, the the good thing about doing some of this stuff at home is that you can sort of try different things and find out what works. Um, so when you go out, say, to, you know, fast food, they're not going to have a burger wrap mm. because that's what sits better with our tummies. So we can do that ourselves. Um, our sweet potato fries or sweet potato chips or wedges are a favourite of ours, oven, oven roasted. You do those most of the time. What do you yes. do to make those so damn good? I don't really think I do anything. Um I don't eat onion or garlic, but you can get here here in Australia. I don't know whether you can get it. I'm sure you can get it overseas, but you can get extra virgin olive oil, which has been infused infused with onion and garlic. So I do use that to add that flavor. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll add um, cinnamon. Cinnamon on sweet potato sounds gross, but it's actually delicious. It's incredible. And the smell through the house. Yeah. The house smells like donuts. Sometimes I'll just add like rosemary and and salt. So it just any particular type of salt. Um, no, just like good quality sea salt. Yep. 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 So I think um, yeah, there's a lot of different types of can flavors we, you can put with them. Can we circle back with with the pizzas we make here at home? What makes so what makes them so good? Like what what do we use as different? Like the first thing I mentioned is the gluten free base. It's a gluten-free base, but I just think when I found the difference when I have when we you, when you make your own pizzas again, you can just c- control what goes on top of the pizza, which I think is the biggest thing. So not only can you control the ingredients, but you can also in- control the quantity. Yeah. So we will just pile like whole bunches of different vegetables and chicken or whatever. Well, the chicken meat we choose to put on there. Very often, the chicken that I barbecue. Yeah. If, if and when we do have 
our, our homemade pizzas, the chicken will find its way onto the pizza. Yes, or like even just a roast chicken that we've got and I've sort of shredded up oh, the chicken. Actually, that's a great pro tip is the roast chicken. You just pull it apart and yeah. just put it to use. Um, so I think it's I think it's the quality, but it's also the quantity of the ingredients on top. I usually yep. find with pizzas there's more sauce and base than anything else. Yeah. So We add more chunk to ours, don't we? Yeah, you sort of really chew. fill it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's what helps make them. Also worth mentioning then with the way you you know we fill it out is the color. Yeah, it's a very appealing look. Have a very colorful pizza topping as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got um, Matt loves his omelets in the morning for breakfast. So we get to the stage now where actually Matt just does never wants to go out for breakfast to a no. cafe or anything no. because he doesn't like their food as much as he no. likes his own food. I. My my omelette will smoke any cafes yes. straight up. And um, it's because I'm not afraid to to put anything into an omelette just to see how it goes. Yeah. So. Leftovers from the night before. Leftovers from the night before, different types of minces, stir fries. I've cooked grapes into an omelette. It's gross. <laughs> Pineapple but it's into an omelette. Uh, but no, it's just like, okay, let's just try it out because yeah. you, you – you got nothing to lose. No. No, you just try it and see. But also because the consistency of my omelette, it's like crunchy on, crunchy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. It's, yeah. And there's just this satisfaction with an omelette when you nail the flip. Yeah. Like I feel like a total boss when I nail the flip. But you know that's like when you, when you screw it up and it's like my masterpiece is ruined. Now I've got like scrambled omelette. Yep. But yeah, we, I, it, it, you have to twist my arm for us to have like a date breakfast now. Yes. Because it's like, well, I'm giving up something that I know no. I can have that's <laughs> I better. Like better. Um, we do uh, um, a lot of stir fries. So chicken, beef, um, stir fries with rice sometimes. Cauli rice. Um, cauliflower rice. Um, we never really do stir fries with noodles, but that's just because we don't really eat. Noodles more often. If we were going to do a stir fry, we tend to serve it with rice or mm. um or like a cauliflower rice or just extra vegetables. Maybe, maybe we should try the noodles one time because you are a noodle person. I do like noodles. Um, I make um another one is our go to is like a burrito style wrap. Before we go to that though, with just with the stir fries, yeah. what sauces do you use? How do you, um, how do you get the flavor in there? The flavor. Well, I, I'll often use the uh, recipe from the stir fry in the cookbook yep. um, and I'll sometimes change it up. Other, another really easy go-to one for me is like a really easy peanut satay um, style sauce. Before we go on, when you say cookbook, because the first thing, I, if I was listening to us, first thing I think of is, hang on, what cookbook? The one that we give our clients and the one we use ourselves, yes. Oh, yes, sorry. Yep. Um, that that one is just a very basic one, um, like an Asian-inspired uh, one with like um, – Hoisin sauce. I think there's a little bit of raw sugar in there. Probably a little bit of lemon or lime juice. Um, I think there's a little bit. Put a little bit of sesame oil in there. Sometimes I put a little bit of like a like a chili oil or something in there just to give it a little bit of a kick. Um, so that one's really good. Um, another one that I make is just a very basic one with peanut butter, um, a bit of sweet chili sauce, um, a little bit of honey. And a little bit of soy sauce, and you can make your own 
um, a little bit of water and then, yeah, you, you sort of put that on the in the pan and, and warm it up and it really makes like a really nice satay sauce. It's delicious. So that one's a really good one too. They're probably my two go-tos in terms of sauces, but whenever I get bored, I just tend to look it up and see, like, I'll just Google the word satay and I'll just satay recipes and I'll just see what flavours people are putting in them mm. and then I'll just kind of decide if I, want, if I feel like something different. That reminds me, we haven't got it written here, but we probably should have. We, You make a tremendous butter chicken. Butter chicken. The butter chicken I use is the base from the mingle seasoning. Um, they get a lot of, I'll tell you what, they get a lot of mileage on this podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of different ones out there, but that's the base. Um, that's the season, the seasoning base that I use. Who's Mingle? Is a, Give them a shout out. <laughs> it's a seasoning company. So they, they pre-pack it, a lot of their seasonings to make um, my life easier. And what makes them so good though? Well, they're so good because they're just raw ingredients. Yes. So no additives in there. Um, the ingredients list is everything you, you you know what's on there, you can pronounce it, and there's no numbers. Correct. So I use their seasoning a lot, um, and extras I put in there would be coconut cream. So whenever it's some, a recipe calls for cream, I personally would use coconut cream just because it's it's dairy-free, so it's a good alternative. Yep. Um, burritos I mentioned. So burritos the night. are really good. So wraps um, – I mean, you call them burritos. You can really make them any way you wanted to. I mean, I've made them before with rice in them and um, mince and some leftover veg vegetables and cheese. And I've sort of salads um, seared like I've I've pressed them to warm them up and um, charcoal sort of the outside of them. Yep. I think. Um, you could make them any, any way you wanted to, though, really. I mean, I don't put beans in mine because I don't eat beans mm. and legumes, but you could do that. Um, I think the benefit of those sort of things when you're trialling it at home, as you mentioned earlier, Matt, is that you can just trial different things and just see what works. Yeah. Um, you can then come up with, with different different alternatives to the same sort of recipe. Yeah, and, so different. and then it becomes a go-to because you can change it up and it doesn't feel like you're always having the same mm -hmm. thing. Um, another big... Popular one for us is um, sort of homemade chicken palmies. Oh, yeah. So we make these with um, – I've made them with crumbed chicken before, so I've just got chicken breast fillets. I've sort of flattened them out, and I've actually crumbed them in a crumb of um, almond meal. Okay. So I've put a bunch of different herbs as well in almond meal, and I've done um, that as the crumb. And I've sort of um, put them in the fry pan to get them nice and golden and then in the oven. And then you can add the toppings on top. But I have also done these a lot where, because um, obviously that way is a bit more labor intensive. So I've done these a lot where I've literally just done it on top of the chicken breast fillet. So no crumb at all. Um, and it's delicious, like really good. I just brown off the chicken breast, you know, the slim, the, the small slim piece of it. And then I put the toppings on, put it in the oven, and, yeah, it's delicious. One of us is obsessed with chicken parmigianas. You are. Indeed. Yes. So this is, for me, really high on the list of awesomeness we make at home. And this is one where we talk about value for money. Like having a chicken parma out, like you're actually paying some money 
Yeah. These days, a good like a good Palmer, like thirty bucks, thirty five bucks. Yeah. Now, if you were to spend the same money on on the the tropical chicken palmies we have here at home, part of our recipes, like you get more than one. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. You get. Remember, we said it's correct. The last batch that that you made, and full credit, Courtney makes these because I'm a, I'm an okay cook. Courtney runs laps around me in the kitchen, straight up. The last batch you made was what, like six or eight? Yeah, you got out of it like it was a, a whole container's worth. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, your money's going further. Yes, which is tremendous. And we've got one here to. to one of our favourites to finish off with here, Courtney. Please, please share ice cream bites. What is up? Because we talk about desserts need to be on the list as well. Yeah, so we have two desserts here. So we have our mocha praline mousse. What is that? Um, which is basically just a mousse made with, I'm um, just trying to remember now. Protein powder. Um, protein powder. I think there's um, ricotta cheese. Yes, there is. A um, bit of yogurt. Yes. Um, you sort of blend that together. Coffee. With some um, – the coffee is on the syrup on top, I think. Yep. So the syrup on top, it would be coffee, um, I think a little bit of cocoa powder, a little bit of vanilla, um, a bit of water, and I think then you sort of melt that down. You do, yeah, and stir it up. Um, but, yeah, so be- beautiful dessert. Um, little ice cream bites I've made recently. I, I stumbled upon a recipe which was literally just um, coconut yogurt. I mean, you could use any yogurt, but again, dairy free. So, coconut yogurt. I think it was um, peanut butter. Uh, what else went in there? I think it even might have been just those two things. Very simple. Very simple. Very and then simple. I and then I put them in like little. Um, silicone forms, put it in the um, freezer, and then I drizzled some melted chocolate over the top. So, yeah, very, very simple sort of little things, but they make um, they make a big impact when you're, you know, doing something nice for yourself at home or your family or something like that. They will be great entertainers. Yeah. Those things and real easy to make. Yes. Anything else come to mind? And they were the main ones. I mean, as I said, I'm sure we've spoken about other things and I, we just can't think of it at the moment, but they're probably our go-to meals that we make at home. But, you know, it's interesting because some of those would even be like a staple. It just depends on the way that you make it. So something True. like a like a chicken um, stir-fry to me would be almost a staple food. Absolutely. Um, Have it every day. In ours. but. Yeah. It's just sometimes the way you would do it, maybe you change up the ingredient, maybe you serve it with rice or mm. um, sometimes we um, season the rice and we serve it with that. Or as you said, you could add noodles in it if you wanted to jazz it up even more. Um, just make it a little bit different to the way you usually make it. Um, so Matt's omelette is a staple for him because he has it every every day. Yeah, um, he does. So a lot of these things, when you talk about them, are staples, but it sometimes depends on the way that you make it, um, makes it a little bit more special and a little mm. bit different. Yep. Um, obviously, something like pizzas and burgers, they're not staple foods for us. We don't have them that often. Um, but having them at home definitely gives you that flexibility to change it up. Mm. All right. Well, let's move into to tips we can give. 
And I suppose before we actually hit the tips, Courtney, I talk about talk about fake away foods. How helpful has this been for you? Oh, over the years, really helpful. Again, I think for me personally, it came down to that relationship that I have with food and why I wanted to go out and eat food. It was all part of that understanding my my personal relationship with food. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it was one of the biggest things I also felt like I had to get my head around when I was realizing that there was certain foods that just didn't agree with me and I couldn't eat them. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just much happier now that I know that I can cook food at home that's going to really help me to achieve what I want to achieve. But I know I can still go out. And when I go out, though, I'm still mindful that I'm making as best choices as I possibly can. So when we decide to go out, I'm not going to McDonald's because I know, as you said earlier, Matt, that that food doesn't – it's not going to make me feel good. And there's no point then in doing it. I've, I've got to a point now where if I'm going to go out for a meal, I want to really enjoy it. Like I want to walk away from that meal and say, man, that was so good. Um, I, I think for me as well, just the anticipation of like, yeah, we're going to go out together and I'm excited to have this. Like we go to like – KFC, like there's no excitement there. No, no. So I, th- I think for me the biggest change has also been seeing what I can do at home, but it's also been now changing my mindset of going out. So when I do go out, it's like I want to pick somewhere where I'm going to know that I'm going to really enjoy the food. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, there's just no point. I'm not going out for the sake of just eating the food anymore. I want to go out for the social aspect, but I also want to – really enjoy what I'm going to be eating. For me, it's been a game changer with regards to the whole idea of restrictions and cutting mm. and telling yourself I'm not allowed to have that anymore. Actually, yes, you are. Maybe you can have it in better ways that you know, align with what you're working towards. So I suppose the phrase, have your cake and eat it too, comes to mind. So definitely something we would encourage yes. and do encourage with our clients for sure. So let's move into tips here, Courtney, and I'll, I'll start off. Oven baking, a lot of our clients I see in particular love their air fryers as opposed to deep frying. Yes. Now we, we particularly get a lot of mileage out of oven baking. So a, a massive tip because you can get crispy you can get golden brown without things having to be soaked in fat yes an immediate upgrade so sometimes you can get just the tools that you use can help to upgrade things in that respect next one courtney we talk about adding salad vegetables you know buffing up bulking out yeah foods absolutely so adding extra ingredients um to like this is the example i gave when I make pizzas at home. You know, it's adding extra things to bulk that that meal out, to add extra nutrients, to add extra flavour. Also make it more filling? Just to make it literally more filling mm. um, and just more enjoyable. Like to me now, looking at eating a pizza out, it doesn't interest me as much because I look at the toppings on there and I think, oh, Bland. I would have preferred a bit more or a bit more of this or a bit less of this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It definitely allows you – to tailor that style of things to add to bulk out um, meals, um, I mean that, and that's just going to go a long way to 
also adding extra nutrients to your meal. Um, yeah. Fewer additives into your meals. So cut down on the fats, cut, cut down, down on, on the, the sugars. Sugar. Yep. Yep. Uh, next one I would tip I will give here is just swapping processed refined flours for more nutrient dense options. So, you know, flours can get a lot of use in many fake away recipes. So just taking, you know, stock standard you know, white refined wheat flour, you know, having a having a go at swapping it out for something a bit more nutrient dense, like you know, tapioca flour, almond flour, rice flour, etc. There are there are alternatives out there on the market. Give them a go. Yeah. Give them a go. You never know what you're gonna, what, what you're gonna find. You might be able to hit on something that is at least as good, but you know you've made a nutritional upgrade. Yes. Bit of peace of mind there as well. So can also help to you know add add nutrient benefits to any sort of dish or recipe, but also help with you know potentially making things a bit more gluten free, which can be great for you know reducing inflammation. Uh, bloating is a big one as well. When you know all it takes, as you know, Courtney is one ingredient that doesn't agree with you, and the whole thing goes sideways. Yes, absolutely. Next one. Uh, good quality oils. So you're looking at extra virgin olive oil. Which we, we use a lot. Yes. Um, it's providing that antioxidants, um, the um, health, healthy omega-3 fats. Yeah. Yep. I think um, obviously... You mentioned, sorry, Courtney, you mentioned the infused ones. They yeah. go a long way. Yeah, definitely. Well. If you're somebody who can't physically eat those foods, you can also get them, um, you know, infused chili oils and things like that. that They're a favourite of mine. Of there's, yeah. there's one that we've, we've got that's uh, a garlic and chili infused olive oil that yeah. has a nice kick. Beautiful. It's whatever you – you don't need much either. No. Just a, just like a like a bit of a splash yep. inside the pan with, with, when I'm cooking things and it just adds that kick as well. Correct. I'm obsessed with garlic. Yeah. Like obsessed. Anything – in my opinion, anything is improved with garlic. Yes. And just that extra on top goes Absolutely. a long way. And I think compared to a lot of obviously takeaway – um, dishes that would be cooked in a lot of vegetable oils, mm. um, a lot of processed oils. So um, vegetable oils are definitely not high quality. <laughs> no. Um, well, it's part of it's part of the benefits of of exploring fake away options. Is you're not just improving the the ingredients that you're having. You imp- can improve the cooking method. Absolutely. As well, and it's those things that we don't often think about. Um, mm. But yeah, vegetable oils, um, just poor quality oils that are higher in saturated fat, you're able to then avoid that. Yeah, absolutely. And last one I'll give here is just looking at where you can. Like, have a go at swapping out, you know, processed refined sugars for more raw alternatives. Mm. So it can be you know, dressings, dressings for stir fries, as an example. Like the, the the takeaway stir fries we get, like they can be just jam packed with with different you know with sugars just to add extra flavour. But at home, this is what one thing you do a lot of, Courtney. You look for more sort of natural alternatives, like the honey, mm-hmm. maple syrup. Yes, gets a gets a gets a run here as well. I've I've spoken to clients who have used things like coconut nectar mm. as well. So it's another way where you can. You can add a greater nutrient quality to what you're having, potentially then as well adding another layer of flavor. Yes. As well. 
So it's just it's it's not just as simple as the base ingredients. Like oh yeah, yeah, I mean yes, obviously it's great. I've got more vegetables. I've got more salad. I've got more more chicken or lean protein, whatever it might be. But it's the small. There's other small things going into these recipes that are adding up as well. Yes, that you just aren't going to get elsewhere. No. And that's that. That's that. Anything else you'd like to add here? I don't think so. I think that covers most of it. I think the all the, of it. The, the take-home message from us is: we would encourage you have a go. Yeah. Back yourself. Don't expect to nail these all these recipes day one. No. You're, not, you're probably not going to. There will be, as you as you've learned yourself, Courtney. There's refinement with this and just sticking to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also encourage you that, you know, looking at this sort of stuff doesn't mean you can't go out and enjoy a meal out. I would just encourage you to, when you do go out, have a think about what the best choice, the better choices are when you go out. Because just when, just because you're going out is an excuse just to have everything well we've got we've got podcasts we've done in the past on you know tips we give for eating out but just from just from a you know, getting more acquainted in your own kitchen this is this could be a game changer absolutely it, ha- it has been for us yeah as well so i think we wrap it up yep with that courtney can we please give a shout out to our facebook group yes it's just the weight loss podcast on facebook so you and I are in there. Yes. As well as a whole bunch of other people like yourself. So come and hang out with us. If you have already any favorite fakeaway recipes that you haven't heard us talk about, please feel free to share. Yes. Because we are always open to trying new things. Yes. Please feel free to email us at where, Courtney? Theweightlosspodcast.com. Please don't email us at theweightlosspodcast.com. Please email us at podcast at, at theweightlosspodcast.com. <laughs> don't listen to her. Just got half of it right. Oh, so as you're halfway there. And so that's it for this week. So hopefully you got something out of this. If not, well, sorry to waste your time. We've done it again. And as always, we'll be back next week. Big one next week, Courtney. Menopause. Talk about menopause and Huge. weight loss. So look don't forward to that. It. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you soon. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 